2: SansPants Pants Radio, Australia's most biased
3: podcast network.
2: Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all.
4: I'm Carney. I'm Tom.
3: And I'm Dusha. And today we are joined by special guest and big saints man, Matt Stewart.
4: Hi, how are you? I'm Ma- I am Matt Stewart. Correct. <laughs> One point.
3: <laughs>
2: hey, Matt, How Goods Footy?
4: It's so good. Got the veggie roast on the on the spit this week. Something to do with it. And uh, absolutely enjoyed it. It was delicious. I would love
5: to come to your place and see you have a charcoal pit in your backyard just with like shitloads
4: of carrots and potatoes yeah. across the top. Oh, roast potatoes. Honestly, there's one of nothing the best better. Stuff. There's no better food. There just isn't. Gravy on top. I'm in heaven. Oh. Oh.
2: I was thinking about this today and I won't ask Matt, but I'll yep. ask you guys. Yep. Is Matt. In the top five famous St Kilda supporters in um, Melbourne,
4: no, surely not. You'd
2: or, go Banner, Banner, Warney, and then yeah. it's like Goxie, Molly. And Stewart, Molly. Oh, Molly. Molly. Oh, Molly, Molly, yeah,
4: Molly. All right, Molly's third. Uh, Jane Bunn, the weather reporter. Uh, I reckon you got her, mate. Peter Hitchener. Oh, yeah, hitch no, you, hitch. uh. you don't have the hitch. You don't have the hitch. Maybe I don't know the Saints fan
5: base as well as I thought.
4: They put out a video of their supporters, uh, or like their high-profile supporters, um, thanking the members for their support this year. And yeah, it was nearly all newsreaders. <laughs> That's bizarre. And then Goxie at the end with like the, the wind blowing into his mic. You know, <laughs> Everyone else is in a studio. And then Goxie with, you can hear more wind than Gox, but... Uh, <laughs> It was, a, it was a real thrill to God. see him there.
3: So it's been a big first week of finals. Uh, not only for just everyone in general, but with the four of us, uh, we've got two wins, a loss, and a team that still didn't qualify for the finals. <laughs> Nothing changed since last week. <laughs> Yes. Were you hoping
5: that maybe there'd be a weird glitch yeah. in the matrix um, and that you'd roll into this week and you'd find out? Oh, Essendon R playing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just kept
3: refreshing the fixture and I was like, oh, we didn't finish thirteenth. We actually finished seventh. Oh, that's Ironically,
4: exciting. the the you know the nine teams above you all uh, got done for peptides. <laughs> <and> <laughs> they just gave you the cup.
3: Oh. So good. you
4: would have needed,
5: what, like five teams to somehow be embroiled in a controversy to sneak in?
3: Yeah, there was one point where uh, both Richmond and Collingwood were on their last COVID breach before points were deducted. And uh, there was oh. a chance if both teams got caught, Essendon could sneak in, but they needed to beat Melbourne, which they also didn't do. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> A that would have short been. Short steps. Yeah. Uh, that would have been. Steve Bradbury would never have been referenced again. It would have all have, would have always been. Oh, yeah. Just like the Essendon Football Club in 2020, where everyone fell over and they made the finals.
5: Bradbury would start calling it an Essendon 2020. Anytime he talked about his heroic gold medal win, he's like, it was a bit similar to Essendon in 2020.
4: It, it would become what 2020 is famous for. It'd be yes. so big. People are like, remember 2020? Oh, Oh, When the Bombers snuck snuck into the (laughs) (laughs) final.
5: I've got to say Look I've just I have to go This happens a lot But I have to defend Stephen Bradbury here Because Mm -hmm. I do love him Uh, Mm -hmm. His gold medal win is iconic And everyone is always like He fluked it He got very lucky Boys It was a strategy uh Bradbury went in knowing that he wasn't fast enough to keep up with the guys ahead of him. Yeah. But that two of the skaters, I think from the Netherlands and Japan, were very risky skaters. And he's like, one of them will fall over. I might pinch bronze. So I'll just sit off the back. So- <laughs> hey, uh, strategy.
2: hey, Joel, you know what I love about that is that Tom's already in a defensive mindset and he's going to need <laughs> to be tonight because he's yeah. got some actions that oh. uh, will need to be defended.
5: Yeah. I, I've, I've I'm I'm stressed about tonight. I almost yeah. I almost uh, said, "Oh boy, sorry, the move took longer, and I haven't been able to get set up."
3: Uh, <laughs> when we said Matt was joining us, you're rubbing your hands together. You're like, "You, you beauty, uh, that's three people." Uh, maybe I've done my back moving. Um, yeah, can't uh, unavailable for selection. Raspweed out. Sore.
5: General soreness.
4: You are right about. About Bradbury, though, I did a report about him for another podcast, and he—he yep. he was a gun. Like, he—he yep. he was really unlucky with injury. I think he was going into the press Olympics as one of the favourites, but got injured. I can't remember the story nearly at all, he, um, but it was something he like lacerated that.
5: Lacerated his thigh, an, an ice skate went into his thigh, and he lost apparently something like three liters of blood. I don't Jesus. know how much blood Jesus. you have in your body, but so it's it's a it wasn't
4: blood. some hack who just got really lucky. No, it was a gun who worked so hard and then. Well, I mean, admittedly, he did have a little bit of luck.
5: (laughs) Yes. But it was, yeah, it was one of those things where he'd he'd observed, I think, the races before him, and he'd gone, those guys are going to wipe out because they're just too risky. And if I get anywhere near them, I'll get knocked away. Yeah. But, uh, legend. Love it.
3: Yeah, that's huge. It's interesting, though, Tom, and this is going to be a segue into uh, the first game of the round, but it is interesting to hear that you love Stephen Bradbury since, I guess, the AFL equivalent would probably be Nick Davis. Uh, oh. When Sydney were like well and truly down for the count, and then he stepped up, kicked four Geelong, pretty much just fell over themselves. And then you went out in straight sets.
5: Well, I, I see it, I wouldn't, <laughs> but I no, don't no, believe it. <laughs> didn't Sydney finish higher than us that year? So we won to get to the semi after winning an elimination. Just take the hit, Tom. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're right.
5: Oh, I should son. have been ready. I should yeah. have been ready. <laughs> so
3: right. It mightn't have been straight sets.
5: Hey,
4: might have still just blown a 30-point lead in no, the No, you're
2: thinking of this year, Joel. Oh. <laughs> oh.
4: <laughs> Tom, I think there might be three premierships you've won uh, since then that might make you feel a bit better about that's it. That's true. That is true. That
5: is true. Yeah, three, three out of four, <laughs> pretty and I, good.
4: And I think in that time, I don't know if uh, I, I have to get the calculator out, but I don't know how many finals the Bombers have won in that time, but I don't think oh. it's <laughs> all it's, that uh... many.
3: Yeah, you won't need a calculator for these calculations because uh, zero, <laughs> nothing to add, uh,
4: just, yeah. I mean, I'm, in, I'm obviously not in a strong spot either, but... <laughs> <You're in laughs> you've at much- least been getting to finals, though. Like, you've had, you know, a few
5: years ago, you've been making finals. You've won more finals than um, I think the Bombers have since 2000.
4: Yeah, that's a well, wild
3: stat.
5: Most, most people
3: have, though. Yeah. 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 I mean, Essendon since... Two th- sin- okay, starting from year 2000, Essendon would have won three finals that year. Another three in
5: 2001. And no, no, that was the year they made the grand final without winning a single final.
3: <laughs> Shut up, Tom. They like <laughs> Brad read it.
5: They absolutely Brad read it. <laughs>
3: right, that's it. Let's move on to the first game of Fuck. the finals. Uh, yeah, Tom, you regret that? No, really. Because, night-
5: hey, my team's in the finals and we get another crack. So, it's good. Yeah, it's fine. True. It's all good. It's yeah. part of the plan. It's all good. It's mm-hmm. all good.
3: Okay, everything's going to plan. Uh, it's not because <laughs> Thursday night Port Adelaide defeated the Geelong Cats by sixteen points, um, and yeah, uh, probably well most reliable kick on the team. Uh, Tommy Hawkins kicked zero goals for let
5: Let's 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 be honest. Most reliable kick in the AFL. He won the goal kicking, mm. <laughs> kicked
3: and scored zero assists. five. Yeah.
5: I think,
2: Tom, just uh, I know we don't deal in facts on this show, but I think you'll find Jack Darling's the most accurate kick.
5: <laughs> all right, then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have looked that up. So <laughs> what-, <laughs> what do you want from me? Oh, a bit of accuracy, please. <laughs> no, Some- we don't do that. i just <laughs> <laughs> miss.
3: Journalistic integrity for one. Yeah, don't Tom have mate. that either. Don't we have Establish
2: this. We are footy journalists, all right? <laughs> Big players in the media landscape.
4: The positive side is that you, your goal-kicking gun forward Kick zero five, 5 and you lost by two and a half goals yeah. in Adelaide. Yeah, and, and we got within
5: seven points late in the middle of that quarter, too. Mm, yeah.
4: So, Matt, I'm so glad you've brought that up,
3: because uh, this leads directly into one of the most infuriating parts of this Geelong loss, for me personally, which is Tom's coping mechanisms with a loss.
5: Uh, I'm an optimistic guy, Matt, okay? Look, I see the positives even in a defeat, because you've got it. That's how, you, that's how you roll with it, and it infuriates douche
3: So, positivity doesn't upset me. In fact, I encourage it. Uh, Again, a team that hasn't won a final for something like 15 or 16 years now. And I I barrack, I believe every season. But, Tom, what I don't do is look at the stats, look and see that Tom Hawkins kicks zero goals five, see that you lost by 16 points, and be like, yeah, but Tommy Hawkins is usually good for three or four of them. So he kicks Correct. four goals one. Then all of a sudden, we've won that game. I can't believe we won that game. We're on a roll now. So next <laughs> week the isn't off. even going to be a stress. No, I don't go down the
5: avenue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, look, I don't get sucked into the avenue of thinking that we've won. I know we haven't won. <laughs> I think it was more about putting the whole loss in perspective. Yeah, like, yeah. You're trying to, to win the premiership without winning a final, Tom. <laughs> we're th- going to do what, Br- what uh, Essendon tried to do in 2001. <laughs> um, look, it's about putting it into perspective. We lost to Port Adelaide, who played the entire season on top of the ladder mm-hmm. at home. Yep. We got within seven points mm. without Tom Hawkins firing a shot. Yep. He's not going to do that again. He's not the kind of player who has a game like that. Like, yes, he did last year. He had a very similar game in the first week of the finals. And then he came out and kicked four goals and punched somebody. So yeah. at the, the time, time though, next week. Tom, at the
2: time, did you say he's not going to do that again? I did. Yeah. And he did it again.
4: <laughs> this year. Well, no, but he didn't do it again because the week after he kicked 4-1. He never does it two weeks in a row. That's the point. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Two like, finals you know, in a row. He'll... Correct. <laughs> now, look, so
5: it was... <laughs> there, were, there were some disappointing things, but the fact that we were still in it, the fact that... Statistically, it was pretty close. Like, my brother's a Port Adelaide supporter. He was talking throughout the game, and he's like, If you kick straighter, like that game is completely different. Yeah. But right you from didn't. the
4: start, right? Hawkins has that shot early. Yeah. It wasn't a, it was, he struck it pretty well. He just sort of pushed it left, and then the next one pushed it right. But he starts <laughs> slotting those, and you potentially end up winning that by, you know, five goals. That's, well, that I think was the w- feel it had. Yeah, that, that second quarter, we beat them
5: pretty resoundly around the ball, but just, I think, kicked one goal six or two goals six or something stupid like that, and then they kicked three straight, and uh, including that ripper from Ebert on the siren. It's a different game. But, look, credit where it's due, Port Adelaide played really fucking well. I, um, I like big-
4: Port Adelaide. I, they're a team I've really enjoyed watching this year. My favourite home and away game for the year was them beating the Tigers in Adelaide. Oh. It was such oh, a, a great game. But I think the other thing for the Cats and the in the upside is you you don't have to leave Queensland, which is a weird thing to say. Every other year this doesn't sound good, but you don't have to leave Queensland again. No. <laughs> All the way to the grand final if you make it. And, um, yeah, that means you, if you do play Port again, you'll be playing them on neutral territory at best, which is really closer to your home ground advantage now. You would well, have that's it. Up more that's this, this,
5: these are all good this is great i love and the this. other thing I feel, is i
4: feel better already with the with the pre-finals buy. having this week off isn't the advantage it used to be and they they argue that it actually could almost be a negative having two weeks off out of three um, yeah so long hate buys so this way we have to just win three games in a row yeah. and i mean collingwoods have just played a an epic game you got two days break on them you'd be feeling pretty good about that game, I would have thought. Although Collingwood, I mean, it's a scary prospect all the same. I wouldn't be penciling it in or anything, but (laughs) everything's sort of set up for you, I think.
5: Look, my hope is that Collingwood played their grand final on Saturday night. Mm. So there is one kind
3: of thing with that that is a big concern, which is, Tom, if Collingwood roll into two games in
5: a row playing like that, you will not beat them. Yeah, I, I just don't see Cox getting the room that he got against Taylor. Taylor's yeah. given him... A, every time we play Collingwood, Taylor's given Cox a bath. So that's the only thing I can hope. But just to just look, to pivot away from what's happening next week in my team. Yep. Uh, again, credit where it's due. Port Adelaide will be really good. Just a very quick mention of Todd Marshall who popped his shoulder out in the first quarter, played in significant amount of pain and then took a huge mark late in the game, kicked the goal that put it just out of Geelong's reach. I think there was about seven minutes to go and it was sitting on 12 points. So Geelong kicked two quick goals. We're going into extra time. Um, And Marshall went back, took a massive mark, kicked it from 50. Talking to my brother about that, he was like, like, okay, full disclosure, my brother cried when the siren went. So (laughs) Um, he's pretty fired up. But he he said, you know, that Todd Marshall playing that game where he – Gets injured, plays on, takes a huge mark, kicks a huge goal. Considering the fact that this is a guy who's like twenty twenty one, mm. last year, last year of the year before, both of his parents died within like the space of like two weeks. Like he's had a rough run. Like he was living with Paddy Ryder for all of all of last year, and obviously now Ryder's gone. He inherited Ryder's number because that was what yep. Paddy wanted to do. Like there's a lot of good stuff, and for him to to come out and do that is pretty unreal. So it's hard to be. I was really sad at the time mm. because I wanted to- Look, you boys got messages from me. I wasn't in a good place. But mm. upon reflection, I'm happy for my brother. Yeah. Um, and look, bring on Collingwood. Let's go. Uh,
3: so, I'm glad you mentioned your brother and being happy for him because I was talking to him a little bit during the game. And uh- Oh,
5: I know. He was telling me, you piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> uh,
3: so, I messaged him in the fourth quarter saying, so, Jacob, how are you going to spend your weekend off next weekend? And he said, brother. In a coffin, most likely. So, not only, uh, so I think I've replaced you, Tom.
2: <laughs> Best man at the wedding.
3: Yes, can't wait. Um, You're,
2: out. Also- You're out, Tom. You're like uh, me, no invite. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, can I question Chris Scott for a moment? In what capacity? <laughs> you guys got within seven points, right? In the last quarter. Oh, was this
5: when he decided to, for two bounces in a row to play our B string? Ruck combination. Yeah. So you yeah.
2: had Stanley, Duncan, Dowhouse, and Atkins in at the center bounce.
5: Yep. I like and, Atkins. And I heard a, on the radio, decent...
2: Tom, that those players, that combination hasn't been at a center bounce ever no. together. <laughs> no. And it's the most they crucial haven't. part of the game. Duncan plays like on the Selwood's wing. What the, the fuck's he doing in the center square? Salwood was on the bench. I get that. Why doesn't Paddy Dangerfield take it upon himself to come into the middle? It's the most dangerous player in your team, and he just floats around in the forward line. Sick of it, Tom. Yeah, look,
5: I, I think it was a bad combination of things. I think Guthrie and Selwood both on the bench, and Dangerfield had gone forward. But surely, like even Blitzer would be better being in that on the ball, like than probably Dalhouse or, or or Duncan. Duncan's got to be on the outside so we can get the ball and run away. And we did it two times in a row, yeah, he and we it. lost both Santa clearances and they scored goals. Yep. It wasn't great. Uh, I did think it was a little weird. And Although Thomas. it now turns out the reason Selwood wasn't out there is cuz he'd broken his finger. Mm. Or just the his finger. Just on
2: Chris Scott, he then fired up after in the presser when someone asked him about the finals record that he has at Geelong and he said that it was it was like a lazy
5: line of questioning. It's not lazy, it's facts. I know, I actually agree with that. I actually agree with him on that one. Because <laughs> You agree with him? Yes. You've been a fucking idiot, mate. If you look at it, if, okay, if you look at every finals game we've ever played, sure, absolutely. But if you actually look at this game in particular compared to the game against Collingwood last year where we got we did fuck all for a half and then tried to come back in the last quarter, whereas at least in this game we were competitive Tom, in patches. We just got, we got killed by our inaccuracy. Tom,
2: and that wasn't yes. the question
5: from the reporter.
2: They didn't <laughs> say, how does this compare to your loss last year? They asked about the collective final Yeah, that's what I mean. That's lazy. They look on the at the players them and the team. It's not lazy though because It it's is facts. lazy. It it's is lazy. It's very factual. How many have you won since you won the premiership in 2011? You've lost but- a shitload of finals, mate. You're losing a lot of big three. games. That's not I think lazy, we've won three finals. It's not lazy.
3: So, it's not all bad news this week because Friday night, uh Brisbane came up against Richmond. Yes. Yeah, everyone was Richmond all of a sudden premiership favorites. Uh if you listen to the <laughs> AFL media, they've been premiership favorites for the last 15 rounds despite never Last really three years. <laughs> uh, they looked dangerous when they're on, but like
4: they did lose a couple of games this year. Mm. Anyway,
2: oh, I get it though. I get the premiership favoritism. Yep. Yeah.
4: Um, it's runs on the board stuff, isn't it? The AFL yeah. media and the community in general, there's a lag time. Yeah. You have to prove yourself. Like the Lions probably deserve, or well, they are now, I think, favorites. Yes, but they probably should have been in the conversation before this, especially with you know uh, home home finals run the whole way through, finished top two, and it was pretty wild how the top two were seen as they were both underdogs in their finals, weren't they?
5: Yeah, correct. And it's yeah, that's insane to me. That's insane that Port weren't favourites. Yeah, Yeah.
2: but but I totally get it with Brisbane, just purely for the fact that a it's Richmond and B we hadn't beaten them since like two thousand nine. So. I mean, it didn't stop us. I think we all tipped them.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Good work, boys. <laughs> A good team effort. That's what it takes to, to take down the best. That was good. Uh, what do we win by, 15 points? Yeah. Um Fuck. My neighbours have moved out and have actually destroyed half their house. And yep. I don't know whether it's them just redoing their house or they fucking are sick of me screaming at the TV. <laughs> they, just, they just want out. They're trying to sell and get the fuck away from me. Oh, lost my voice, went crazy, scared my dog. It was all happening. I fucking love footy. I love Brisbane. I hate Richmond. It's so good to beat them. It's been so long. That's, so now since Chris Fagan's taken over, we've now beaten every team in the comp. So Fuck. when he took over, he had a bit of a hit list and had a lot of teams on it who we hadn't beaten for like, you know, some teams who hadn't beaten for 10 years. Yeah. Um, we hadn't, you know, Richmond and, and Sydney and teams like that. Um, we've taken them all down. It's great. It feels fucking good. I do have a feeling we're gonna maybe see Richmond again. But yes. It's so good. You know what's great because their fans are so cocky, and I heard a lot of them calling into radio, and they're all in the lead up to the finals praying that they got Brisbane. They would love to play Brisbane rather than the other teams in the top four because they just thought it was a shoe in. Like they thought they were going to win, and that was it. And uh, bloody showed them. Yeah, it was. It was. It was exciting. It would be interesting if it. they
4: did. If they do make it through, they have to go through Port Adelaide in Adelaide. And, uh, yep. Who already um, showed them up earlier in the year in, in the same game? Well, they're yep. going to go through another team that showed them up earlier in yeah, the year. Yeah, we flogged as well.
2: them. Yeah, we <laughs> did. Like, it's. It and, was oh, never in oh, doubt Matt, when Matt we beat them. Be.
4: It was. But. <laughs> That was on you know the you know the home the mecca of footy Marvel Stadium. Yeah. So it's a di- different story <laughs> at Metricon, I suppose. <laughs>
2: we we could probably get a bit more into this when we do the preview. But Matt, you'd probably be aware of this stat: Brett Ratten, as a coach, has never lost to Damien Hardwick. I like that. As He's a seven bet. and
4: zero. So when he was Fuck. at their Blues, was he? Yeah. Dimmer was there, and the, yeah, the yep. the Tigers were an average team. What, what we did we all, we should have talked about that before when we're talking about the bombers sneaking into the finals. Isn't that what Carlton did? Was that at your at the yeah, expense of the yeah. bombers? Yeah. And it was. then they ended up winning uh, a final. So Yeah. They beat Richmond, Richmond lost to a team who didn't even make the top eight. Which is- lost <laughs> <So> to ninth.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Richmond had finished ninth a couple of years in a row, then finished fifth. Uh Essident finished seventh, but then the drug scandal happened, so they dropped out to well disqualified. Yeah. Uh, Carlton then jumped from ninth to eighth, and then beat Richmond, and it mm. was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. I, I was into um, that just-
4: as well. Yeah, that was a good fun time. <laughs> but yeah, I like that uh, so as a stat. Ratten hasn't to- hasn't been beaten by Dimmer. That's great. Yeah, um, never will be. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> big. Uh, hopefully, so- hopefully,
2: Hardwick never beats Fagan again. That would be fucking great too. Um, <laughs> it feels a little more was- likely
4: that one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it was a bit of a rough, like, it was a good start. Daniel Rich kicked a ripper goal from outside 50. He's kicked, like, three goals from outside 50 in the last couple of weeks now. Bloody He's because- he looks better. like
4: such a hulking beast. No, more than he ever has before. He just looks like a guy from a you know a nineties video fighting video game or something. Yeah, he's like he's a like like guy from character. Street Fighter. He's, his upper body is enormous. Yeah. <laughs> he's a
2: he's a big angry chicken nugget. That's what he But also, like. like Richmond Premiership favourites, how do you yep.
5: let Daniel Rich just like roam around free and, and take a ball fifty five out? It was he crazy. was there for twenty seconds by himself too. He yeah. went to human cluggage on one side and then we said, Oh no, don't worry about it, then had a look around and went, Well, there's yep. no one near me.
2: Oh, because, Tom, you know
5: how we talked throughout the week
2: how important it would be for Brisbane to just have that first shot and kick the goal? Yeah. If, if they kick a goal, if, if they would have missed, we'd start to feel, oh, God, it's going to happen again. Yeah. They kicked the goal, but McCluggage took the mark, and I shit myself a bit because his accuracy <laughs> this year is horrible. He's kicked, like, seven <laughs> goals, 20. He's been, Jesus. like, one of the one of the main bad guys. Um. But then redeemed himself with a ripper goal at the end. He kicked the sealer. But, yeah, the first quarter, it was like Lockie Neal didn't get a touch. Um, We started okay, but then I think Richmond got on top and like there was a lot of inside fifties and um, Channel 7's favorite footballer was just
5: dominating, old Dusty Martin, Mm. like Fucking was there hell. another player playing on no, um, on Saturday night? Because based on the commentary, I don't think there was Richmond. Only if have you one ask player. Carey, I think there's only one player in the AFL, and that's Dustin Martin. Oh, you guys they... listen to the Channel Seven commentary?
4: Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> mute, mute button's my best mate. I prefer silence. <laughs> <Damn. laughs> we a glutton Comment, for Commentate punishment. yourself. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, God, maybe they're we need shocking. To do that because this makes I mean, me yeah, so
2: angry. Dusty started well, but. Just the way they froth over any little like if he fires off a small handball that a hundred other players do just as well like they just freak out over it. He's it the genius. Yeah, oh, he's a he's a it's magician.
4: The, and it's the same. That's the same issue with the footy. Like I was saying with Richmond, they they'll take too long to get on someone else, and when they but once you're a legend to them, you really have to fall from grace before they drop off you again. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I, I it's think a, I it's a real slow mo. Weird. I'm expressing well, this pretty well. Yeah, no, no, ma- that it.
5: makes perfect sense. But I will, yeah, okay, I will great. say there is a weird exception in Geelong because at the start of every season, for the first three rounds, every commentator is like, oh, they're a bit no good at the moment." And then by the back half, they're like, "Oh, they might win a premiership."
4: Yeah, right. No, but Tom, and then that's- in the finals, they go, "No, nah, we were right at the start." Yeah, correct. Tom, that's <laughs> roll into week one, and they go, "Oh, nah." nah
2: that's because nah. the finals went bad, so that's fresh in their memory when the season starts, and then you have yep. to remind them that you're okay, and then you go bad again.
4: So- yeah. Someone reminded me the other day that um, one of the r- one, probably the most famous failure the Cats have had in recent times in a final where they yeah. just didn't show up against the Swans. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was when they had the two weeks off in three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Won, so- they won the qualifier against the Hawks after the siren.
5: And then I think Franklin and Tippett kicked like nine goals in a half. Yeah. Just killed us.
3: Not ideal. It was great. I, I loved yeah. it. I
4: think that's, you just that's didn't the rock challenge. up at, at the start of the game, maybe because you were feeling too relaxed after having two weeks <laughs> off out of three.
5: We yeah. don't do well off breaks, you know. It's been established. But back to Brisbane, because you know, otherwise yeah. they'll pop me for talking too much about my own team.
4: No, yeah. no, but you're right, Matt. That's the
2: challenge. They just have to stay switched on. I, I wonder if they're going to keep that um,
5: pre-finals
2: by next week, because I think some of the clubs are starting to get a bit pissed off about it. Oh, actually, maybe it was just the media was. I don't know. The clubs probably it love it because you media. get your players
4: back. Apparently, I I think it was on 360 or something. They were saying that uh, um, the players, oh uh, sorry, the clubs, all fi- eight finals teams were canvassed by the AFL, and they all unanimously said they liked the buy.
3: Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Like, especially because it evens out like any of the um, issues that can be caused by. Like a team sneaking into finals on like a Sunday afternoon kind of situation and then having to play on the Friday night against a team that may have played Thursday or Friday night. Because then you add the week and then all of a sudden a day or two makes no difference because everyone's had seven plus days off.
4: I think that makes some sense, but then you're talking about a team who snuck into the final, so maybe they shouldn't have the advantage. That's true. <laughs>
5: well,
3: maybe the best team
4: to capitalise
5: on that advantage are the Bulldogs in 2016, yeah. roll into round 23, get thumped by Freo, missing about five or six players, get them all back for the first week of the final, and uh, we know where that ends. <laughs> right. Premiership glory. Uh, uh, Sean, I've got to ask yes. you a question. Yes, Thomas. Uh, free kicks. Yeah. So, justified it? thoughts, because there's a lot of Richmond people who are very upset, and I have a theory.
2: The free kicks that I got?
5: Now, just to, Yeah, just across the board.
3: Um, this, this is very clever by Tom, who... <laughs> so, Matt hasn't heard this, but Tom came up with a very clever theory about the way Richmond play, and he's just thrown a softball question to Sean, so Sean can answer, and then Tom can come to then state, say his theory, making himself seem very clever.
5: Which I'm... I'm not very clever on this podcast a lot, so when I Mm. thought about this in the middle of the game, I thought to myself, I've got to remember this for Monday because normally I come on and just sound like a fucking idiot. Yeah. I like like
4: how has already undercut this. He wouldn't just let you have your moment. No, of course not. I refuse.
2: Tom, I've I've forgotten what your theory was, but I'll just say that um, Richmond fans can shut the fuck up because (laughs) they played pretty undisciplined, and I think... There were four 50-meter penalties. One of them was a double, so it was in the same action. Um, and I think, we, yeah, we kicked some goals from them. The only 50-meter that was a real line ball one, which I wouldn't have paid, was the dusty one where he kicked the ball straight away and the umpire went, nah, let's go. But that didn't result in a goal. So the other ones are absolutely there. Richmond just lost the plot a little bit. They're trying to be like big, tough guys, and it's like, come on, mate, you're trying to fight Miss Robinson.
5: They did the same thing against Port. That's how they lost to Port, is they had yeah. a series of undisciplined, dumb things where they tried to be yeah. too tough. That's but the also key.
2: You can get in, in their head, I think. You can. And That's the other just, thing too often is... Often that- they don't come up... Sorry to cut you off, Tom. That's often right, they man. don't come up against a team that has the ability to sort of match them on the field as well. So if you've got yeah. a, a Brisbane or a Port, and hopefully we see it this week with St. Kilda, those teams can really have a like have a full-on crack at them.
5: I, I think... The other thing, too, that so a lot of them are annoyed because it was like 17 to 11, and they're like, the umpire's just got to put the whistle away. And look, there was some pretty ordinary umpiring across the weekend in terms of the bouncing of the ball. I don't think I saw oh. any really good bounces. Like, particularly the Port Adelaide-Geelong game, Razor Ray was bouncing it like 10 metres away from the centre of the actual circle. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was completely off his head, and there was a few in the Brisbane game that it was like, you probably want to recall that, champ. But in terms of the actual free kicks paid in the Brisbane-Richmond game... So, Richmond, fun fact, even though we probably feel like they're getting looked after by the umpires, they are ranked third last in the AFL for free kicks against. Mm. So, like, they're, they're conceding shitloads of free kicks in games. But I think it's because of the it's the coach's fault. So, Hardwick has this big whinge about how the umpires need to let the players play but in actual fact, their game style is surge football. Get the ball, get it forward as quickly as possible. Run it, play on it all costs, all that kind of shit. Which means you're going to get pinged holding the ball more than you're not. And I was that Brisbane game. I reckon easily there was what 17 free kicks. Ten of them would have been holding the ball. Easy.
2: Hmm. So shut up, Tim. That's a good, it's a good, Tom. That's a good theory. Thanks, and I mate. think when you play surge footy as well, sometimes it lends itself to a bit of clumsiness as well. So yeah, I I don't think it was a uh, yeah, I mean, when you lose, it's always the umpire's fault. That's just what I think the Richmond position is. I don't really like that at halftime, Dimmer gets um, um, interviewed and has a bit of a dig at the umpires, and then he still does the same thing in the post-match. It's like, come on, mate. Like, I'm At surprised. what point do you take responsibility for the way your players are playing? Just take the hit, man.
4: Or also acknowledge that Brisbane outplayed you. <clears throat> He's never going to do that. <laughs> bit of class, Dimmer. That's all we're asking for. But you <laughs> yeah. don't have it, and that's why, I'll tell you what, class... You've got rats taking you to the class classroom, <laughs> the school, to teach you football every time. Yeah, good Sorry. luck for eating him.
2: I think Grimes had a, a down game too. Like That's been Richmond's big thing is like, oh, Grimes kills Charlie Cameron every time he plays on him. But the, I think the coaching of Grimes this week was just poor because Charlie Cameron's finally figured out, just run up the ground. He got a lot of marks up on the wing and then the amount of times where he wheeled around and kicked it inside 50, but Grimes is on the mark, so he's not there to do the you know third man up, punch the ball away. So Brisbane just unsettled their back line a little bit too, which was pretty good. And I love seeing Rayner fighting Cotchen. Cotchen, who I've always <laughs> quite liked, I think he's a, a very decent man, but yep. on the field I've noticed he's a bit of a fucking dog. And So <laughs> I liked seeing Rayner have a crack at him, and then like 30 seconds later, Rayner got the ball and kicked one from like 60, which was awesome. Mm. I just loved a lot of what Brisbane were doing. And it didn't feel like you know how sometimes you watch a big like a premiership favorite team get taken down, and it's because of like something like what Collingwood do, where Mason Cox decides he's going to play, you know, his only good game out of thirty games, and just <laughs> kicks three goals out of nowhere. Like someone does something huge, and it's yeah, a big yeah. game player,
4: yeah. Something pe- about Cox, I guess we'll talk about him later. But he just yeah. feels like he doesn't, he doesn't care that much. Like he doesn't, he's not overawed by finals. Because he, it doesn't mean anything to him, really. <laughs> he didn't grow up with it. He doesn't really give a shit. So he's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll dominate this yeah. little game that you play. Well, but then when everyone else is feeling a little more at ease, he doesn't look so good. I don't yeah. know. Is that per- something? No, I that, think that does, was- does that last- make me sound smart? No, that did. That's
5: very good. Because yeah. in the last three finals he's played in, I think he's kicked eight goals in yeah. three mm. finals, which is insane for a guy who... Just has never put like and like they're big finals too. So like, kick three in that prelim, kick three
4: on the other night, and I think kick two in the grand final. It's it's pretty wild. See, look, yeah, but, he's just such an accurate kick as well. And he does not say he's no whatever the opposite of the yips is. That's yeah. what he's got. It <laughs> just doesn't, he's unflappable, but he's only just got a simple action in a small accurate. window. Mm, yeah, but yeah.
2: isn't it so weird that he doesn't beat up shit teams with crap back lines. Like he he's done it against Richmond. He's done it against Alex Rance. He's done it against um yeah McGovern on the weekend. It's really weird. Really yeah. weird. But my point about the Brisbane game was it's great that they got that hoodoo breaking win against Richmond without it being like down to some ridiculous individual effort from yeah. one or two players. It was just an even team effort across the board. And I think it was like Brisbane's system game plan beat Richmond's. And that's good for what well, happened on Friday night, but good moving forward too. I think Brisbane yeah. are pretty well placed. Yeah, so yeah. six sides.
3: Two things I just want to quickly mention. Uh, so one was Sean. <clears throat> how much did you love after a double fifty meter penalty? Lockie Neal uh, tries to play on because he's about fifty five meters out. tries to play on. The umpire's like, no, 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 take like, let's bring it back. And he's like, yeah. all right, and then off about three steps, bombs it. Loved it. Fucking 60 metres straight yeah, through it. the goals.
2: I loved it so much because the commentators are like, "Ah, oh, he doesn't have the distance. He does not have this. And, <laughs> and it's like Lockie Neal heard them and said, get a load of this, Wayne Carey, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> they were
5: calling that for every player too. I reckon every oh, mate, time a player went for a safe shot in do. that game, they yeah. were like, oh no, he doesn't have the leg on this. And Luke Hodge on the ground was like,
2: no, he does. <laughs> it's, Tom, it's the Channel 7 thing. It's like if a player gets the ball at 50, they're like, oh, I don't think he can do this. Every time Gary Ablett gets the ball, they're like, oh, I think he's, this is beyond him. And it's like, if you've seen him play, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Sorry. Channel 7. They've only got, they got a small bag of tricks. And we'd be better <laughs> off doing what Matt does and just muting it. Silence is golden.
3: Uh, so we've got a lot of emails this week and a lot of them are about the Brisbane win. So I'm just going to power through a couple of them now so that this episode doesn't blow out to a four hour chat. Are they all all very polite Brisbane ones? Polite to, uh, so excited that it's pretty much all caps.
2: This is good. Uh, I better, I better personally respond to each of these emails.
3: (laughs) So this one's from Jessica. Subject is my throat is fucked. Boys, I sent this email at the half-time mark on the Richmond versus Lions game, just to tell you that I think brave. I will lose my voice by the end of the match. Oh, that's okay.
2: I thought she was calling the win. That would have been uh, very brave.
3: I have never screamed so much in my life. <laughs> Rainer's, Rainer and Charlie's goal had me running around my house, shutting windows because I was afraid that my neighbors were going to think I was being murdered. <laughs> I had the Neil goal and I was practically dying with joy. This game has been tough so far, but I'm starting to think we might win this one. No, scratch that. I've always believed we would win. I'm just terrified of Richmond. We'll stick this out to the end. Your footy acolyte, Jess, who then followed it up with <clears throat> Richmond vs. Lions update. Boys, we fucking won! <laughs> ah! P.S. I am very certain that I lost my voice. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Jess yeah, is me, excited. Me too. She loves it. Oh, it's great.
2: Legend.
4: Uh, it's so, what a great game to win the qualifying final! It's just such a relief as yeah. a supporter. I imagine as a player as well. But uh, <laughs> get the two weeks off. You you skip a whole round and you're into a prelim at home. Yeah. It's a it's a big thing. It well, feels well, good. I don't so, think
2: Matt Matt. I don't think we'd won a final since 2009, and I think the Saints are probably the same too. Is that
4: right? 2010 we were. Yeah. 2010. Yeah. Yeah. We beat the oh. Bulldogs in 2010. That was the last time we'd won a final in the prelim.
5: <laughs> yeah, and then did you uh, made the ele- the eleven finals, or did you? We made it. Final?
4: Yeah, we got bundled out by the Swans. Ah, uh, that was
2: that was Ross's last one. Yeah,
4: yeah, he he yeah. um he, he he sacked Baker in the rooms after the game, and then Ooh. he quit the club a week later or something.
3: Jesus Christ! Jeez.
4: I chose to go see. I had already had tickets to see Damon Cow's Disco Machine. No, the DC Three and one of his bands back then. And I chose to see the go to the gig instead, which was the right call. Yeah. In the yeah, end, jeez. It was a um, tough call, but yep. it, was, it was the right call. Yeah. I've since realized I didn't realize at the time, but Damon Cow is a Saints supporter as well. So he yeah. missed the game too. Yeah. He made, the, he made the right call as well. Every,
5: oh, <laughs> you could just feel it. All these Saints fans are just like, oh, I think something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that bake is gone if we lose. <laughs> uh,
3: so I was wrong, Sean. There is one that is actually um, a bit, bit bitter from a Richmond supporter, Jake. Oh, fu-
2: fuck him. Sorry, uh, Jake.
3: Cheers for the good game, Connor. It hurts, but I'll get by. Hope you boys beat Geelong or the Eagles. Jake. Cool. Oof, he went along yeah, all he the eagles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did a bit that of a pause. Charlie Cameron there. <laughs> yeah, well, Charlie Cameron made exactly the same mis- mistake, I guess, after the game. Yeah. Um, said that, yeah, we look forward to playing Geelong or West Coast in oh, the prelim.
4: The Pies, they're genuinely dangerous. They've got to be, the- there's some show against the cats. If they get through that, there's some show against everyone, I reckon, the Pies.
3: Yeah. Yep. Uh, I will be so depressed if they make a prelim. Worse if they make a grand final. I don't the know only, if I'll be able the to.
5: Only, the only good thing about Collingwood making it all the way to a grand final was be the fact that they have to wear a clash strip against Port Adelaide, who were wearing a prison bar jumper.
2: And it's <laughs> no, that- just exploding. But that just won't happen. <laughs>
5: That'd be amazing. Yeah, I, th- uh, I think Port are wearing him for the remainder of the final series, is what I've yeah, heard. Yeah, well, that's because Collingwood
3: probably weren't expected to make it that far yeah. where they were playing Port Adelaide. But if they do, that will absolutely change. Tom, have you seen Eddie Maguire ever?
4: They're not. Yes. They're not allowed to. I'm pretty sure they're not. They don't even have the. I'm not sure they're even allowed to wear it for their um, traditional match. Often, yeah. like they've to seek permission. Oh, I reckon they should. They're an older club. Just and, do it anyway. You're in the grand final. What are they yeah. going to do? Who gives a shit? As well, I think that's <laughs> fair enough. If you say Collingwood, um, if they're playing Collingwood, Collingwood were around first, maybe you can say they don't have the right to it. But apart from that, what what does it difference does it make if I, I agree. It's the whole
5: thing. If no one is ever going to watch a Port Adelaide footy club game and be like, Travis Boak, I thought this was Collingwood yeah. playing yeah. in South Australia.
4: <laughs> it makes no sense at all. I No. In the A-League, I go for um, Melbourne Heart, who were mm. brought out by the City group. So they changed them to Sky Blue, which is the colour of the Sydney uh, mm. football club. And they mm. played each other in the grand final. So um, City had to wear a... Their old class strip, which was great because of their traditional heart strip. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but but I mean, who gives a shit? It's like they just wore a different shirt that day. Yeah, it was yeah. not a big deal. Nah, and if maybe if they have a deal where they can wear it unless they play Collingwood and everyone's happy with that, then who gives a shit? I don't understand. I think it's like a political thing where Eddie goes, "I know this. I know this can get the passions going," and yeah. and it, I don't know. It's sort of like. Like a lot of politicians do, they'll they'll make uh, small issues that don't really matter. They'll get people rolled up so that they don't notice that they're being shit in other ways. Yeah. Mm. I don't (laughs) know what Eddie's up to. I don't know (laughs) what he's hiding from with this whole clash strip trouble, but... Oh,
5: hang on.
3: Um, So, we got two other emails about Brisbane, both very aggressive. Uh, This one's from Luke. Hey, Carno, and the other two, well, three... How bloody good was that game? I am beyond pumped. Every single lion played out of his fucking skin. The team's spirit and belief is the best in the league, and I truly, truly, truly believe this is the year. Daniel Rich to bomb three from 55 in the final and take home the Norm Smith.
4: Um, <laughs> wow, that was an idea. <laughs> I love the idea. That's the dream. I mean, obviously, while the Saints are alive, they're probably yeah. my preference.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah fair enough.
4: <laughs> But I love the Sounds idea cool. of Brisbane winning a Gabba grand final. I think it would be sick. Yeah, me too.
3: And then we have Ryan- we go for the Norm Smith, though. Let's be real.
5: Oh,
2: or Jared Lyons. Woof. Or Robbo. Fuck
3: anyone. Yeah, I like Robbo. <laughs> Robbo, that would be great. Um. Give, give the Norm Smith to Fags for incredible coaching. <laughs> <Yes>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> McCluggage for the best name in the comp. That's got to be the best surname, right? Hugh McCluggage. Hugh it's McCluggage. Complete, complete package. Not even just surname. Like It's pretty it's, good. It's, it's pretty all pretty happening. Good.
3: So, uh, last email about the Brisbane win was from Ryan. Subject, there's only one king of the jungle. Esteemed members of the footy council, let the record show <laughs> that I shed a single tear of happiness when the line... Uh, when the Tigers gave away two consecutive 50s and Lockie Neal threaded through a huge goal to end the first half. Then another in the fourth, as Dusty clunked one out on the full and the commentators didn't quite know what to say because they were just talking him up. Beautiful. Up the Lions! Suck shit, Richmond! Connor, is your head, head feeling chilly yet? I'm so sorry for all of these caps, Joel. Actually, you know what? I'm not sorry. This is what we, the listeners, want. But I do respect your commitment to the craft. Kudos. How good's footy?
4: Cheers, Ryan. <laughs> Love that passion from Ryan. Yeah, he
5: yeah.
2: loves it. I think Ryan um, was the guy who was on the fan the fan thing, yeah? What do they call it? The fan zone?
4: Oh, The, the, the yeah. big wall zone yeah, thing. The,
2: the fan wall
4: how sad is it when the fan wall they can't find nine people for it?
2: Yeah, I know they put a oh, logo. I just see there. the logos. <laughs> yeah.
4: The dogs had one blacked out on Saturday. I'm like, you couldn't find one more person to put up a webcam.
5: It just mm. feels like. Have you, you noticed know Sometimes they'll lose people too, so they'll have like nine people, and then they'll go back later, and there's just two missing. It's like, what happened, <laughs> yeah. what happened to those two? I'd
2: love it if because it's pre-recorded for one game. They just pre-record the players. So it's just like Charlie Cameron's kicked a goal, and then on the fan vaults, Charlie Cameron doing the motorbike in his lounge room.
3: <laughs> that would be big. Yeah. That'd be very good. Although, that being said, it's so good to have crowds back at the games, especially mm. for the finals. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Matt, Saturday afternoon, St. Kilda. After a very big scare, put the dogs away. Just. Yeah. And you're onto a semi final.
4: Yeah. What? That was nice. I mean, that was scary. When we got to 26 points up, I'm like, ooh, yeah. this will hurt if we lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that says something about the fragile state of mind of the Saints important. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I mean, I was saying that going, we should not lose from here. Yeah. Getting to 26, uh, I think it was late in the third. I'm like, we that should be enough, you know. A professional team should be able to make it happen from here, <laughs> and you did. It was getting yeah. getting to the point where they were, were going to have to double their score to in the last quarter to beat us. Um, but yeah, and they no nearly did. did do that. And we, Geary is well. I I watched the Rattens after uh, press conference after the game, and Geary uh, in, interviews the next day. So they didn't get the last quarter right. They were playing too slow. <laughs> I mean, obviously, but they were they were playing <laughs> trying to, trying too to save slow, rather than win. Yep. Too slow and especially in the back line. When you got when you got a team on the ropes like that, and we just don't yep. have the killer instinct yet. I, I'm hoping it's, you know, just young team learning, etc. Yeah. But it was the kind of thing we we just needed to one more goal. If we got the first goal, it would have opened the floodgates, I reckon. Yeah. Um but we, even when we got the goal, we still were playing that defensive game, and it was just playing into their hands.
1: But yeah, I like hearing
4: d- Ratton and Geary. You know, sometimes you're like, I really hope the team knows what everyone else knows, and when they say, you're like, I'm so glad to hear that. And they're yeah. gonna, they're like, we'll be watching the tapes. We won't be letting that happen again. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Matt, so did you, you hear
4: Ratton's pre-game speech? Uh, no, pre-pre.
2: So I. Yeah, I heard it on um, SEN that he was mic'd up pre-game, um, giving the players a bit of a pump-up. And it was actually huge. It had shades of Pacino in um, Any Given Sunday. Oh, was Jesus. talking about making the most of all the little moments and all the little, you know, the game of inches type speech. It was fucking good.
4: Oh, that's great. That's, I love that yeah, I love it. They're rarely him. as good as you think they would be. Mm. I always yeah. find getting, when you're let into the box or something like that, you're like, oh, this is less inspiring than what my <laughs> imagination had me believe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I not every coach is like that, I think. I
5: think that's, that's one of the mistakes the AFL make, is they assume that every coach is going to talk like, a, like Denzel Washington in bloody Remember the Titans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some yeah, coaches yeah. are good strategists, and they're good at sort of setting up, and some coaches have that, like, speech in them. Yeah. Yeah. Rattan and Fagan, I feel like, have good speeches. I can Bevo as well, well although Bevo- not this week. Ken Hinkley, good speech. I reckon, I reckon yeah. he's a big speech. Oh, we, older.
4: we didn't talk about that. Maybe I'll take out the Saints game. My favorite moment of the weekend was what, watching Hinkley come down from the box after the game. And I'm like, geez, he looks chilled. He looks so focused. And then he, he takes a couple of steps out onto the ground and he... Let's out like the most angry fist pump to himself. Have <laughs> you seen it? It's an amazing moment. Like veins yeah. popping out his neck. It's like, oh no, he wasn't chilled out. He was borderline losing his fucking mind. He was just
5: trying to keep it together. I've got to wait till my feet hit the grass. If my feet hit the grass, then it's okay. I will not punch anyone it in was, the crowd by accident. Yeah, it was hectic.
4: I, I loved, I loved to see it. But yeah, um, and the the Saints they held on. I think clearly the better team for the majority of the game. <laughs> yeah. And I think the sort of the four goalish margin was probably more accurate but you know obviously that's not the case. The yeah. Th- the three point margin is actually accurate and really the dogs could have and maybe should have stolen it in the end. They had a couple of shots there that were very gettable that they missed. I watched the second half again like as punishment for some because <laughs> it wasn't enjoyable <laughs> to watch it again, especially yeah. knowing what was coming for Ryder and how well yeah. he was playing. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. absolutely breaking. Um, his his game in that he he won you that yeah. semi final
5: like his performance in that some of those ruck contests where it just looked like he wasn't gonna get anywhere near it he just like beautiful like watching that and this probably is a positive in a negative for you Matt but watching some of his ruck taps for the Saints on the weekend was like watching that game against the Saints where he just dropped that one to Robbie yeah. Gray like. He's, you, you kind of forget he because of the injuries, and I guess the fact that you know he's played forward a lot for Port Adelaide because they got two good ruckmen in. You forget that his ruck ability is sensational. I tell you what else I love about Patty Ryder. I love that he decides to snap it around the body from about fifty to forty-five. Yeah,
4: out. he that never looked like missing. He was so nah. confident. Like, he faced up to it away. Like it was not a um, like you see sometimes like uh, Hawkins did one of those times. It looked like it was a. A split second decision, and he just rushed into it and cooked it. Mm. Ryder had a routine; he lined up sideways, and he just—he <laughs> took the them center. up, turned around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he just looked like he was there to win the game. He's fa- he had the game face on. He'd never won a final before. Big news
3: out of Saint Kilda, and it is sad, but um, yeah, Jake Carlisle and Paddy Ryder, who were both stuck at Essendon for a very long time. Uh yeah, hadn't won a final. Now they've both won one, but won't be playing next. Yeah, week.
4: they're both uh, out of the team for very different reasons. Um, yeah,
3: one happy reason, one sad reason. Yeah,
4: both. Uh yeah, both would have been heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, for different reasons. Uh, Carlisle, yep. for people who don't know, is um flying to Sydney or New South Wales for the birth of his third kid, and Ryder um did a pretty bad hammy. And won't be playing till next year. So yeah. uh and then Long's out suspended. So I mean our job was huge against the Tigers anyway, but that in that it probably in that order, Ryder, Carlisle Long. Three very, yeah. three top eighteen players, first eighteen players, yeah. but um yeah. Ryder especially in that form. Just makes the job against the Tigers a lot harder all of a sudden. Means but. Marshall gets the top job. Luckily we're very lucky yeah. that we've got a very good second Ruckman. I was going to
5: say, your second fiddle Ruckman's probably the best second fiddle Ruckman going yeah. around, considering he would be the number one Ruckman at most other clubs you would suspect, yes. except maybe West Coast.
4: Yeah. So, yeah, I reckon Nick Nat's probably just got his, his measure. Just got him, <laughs> just a little bit. But, and, but we do have Battle to probably come back in who can, you know, if, if Marshall's leaving the forward line, Battle can maybe take something like that spot. It'll be interesting to see who comes in for Carlisle and how does Geary just go back who's that
5: does Geary just move back in the back uh, of the
4: I hope not I like him more <laughs> as a defensive forward um <laughs> yeah. yeah uh but because and he, he can't take it tall anyway so he's sort of so I think... yeah
2: I I'd, I'd, I'd play Geary on uh, Nick Floston I reckon
4: yeah I like that but take him out of the game so it, it you'd assume that uh, Lynch is coming in And I'm guessing that um, Howard will take him probably, yeah. And then probably Wilkie now has to play on on Jack Revolt when maybe Jake would have been on him. Mm. So uh, you know, there's options. It just means it's just testing depth. And I. Think that Richmond and another team that we might
3: circle back to later uh, were both expecting to win this week. Uh, So I think that St Kilda might have like kind of like a mental advantage over Richmond, Um, which is exciting. I think that this will be a good, exciting, and potentially
5: very chaotic game. Well, I think the Saints have nothing to lose, but Richmond do. Like that kind of you know, no no one there is like besides you, Matt, and us. No one is back in the Saints to beat
4: Richmond in the the upper media I'm world, not backing the
5: AFL world I'm,
4: <laughs> I'm not a I'm a like a, a weird like in general life I'm not very superstitious or anything but it, with footy I'll like I wore my lucky jocks and I wore a shirt that we beat the bulldogs in than I was wearing mm. last year even though it was unlucky in an earlier game this year I knew that it was good against the dogs so I wore that t-shirt <laughs> and um, I don't know why but I' I'm like I don't jinx us by tipping us unless I real like I'm really confident we're gonna win. I'll tip against us. <laughs> it's weird. It doesn't make any sense. No one even. No one. No. They don't know who I've tipped. But it almost feels like um, it's like an emotional safety net as well. Well, at least you got the tip right. But yeah, uh, that doesn't mean anything. Any- I tipped one this week, and every team I yeah, wanted it's... to win one. So, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the tiger. Yeah, the tiger. So. I'd say the one thing with the Saints is um, they, they've they got nothing to lose, but if they find themselves in a lead again, I think they'll be feeling nervy. And I think the Tigers will know that we are gettable from any margin. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think <laughs> – yeah. I I think the last weekend showed that. We showed it in round one. Dockers beat us after we were leading them by six goals. Um, teams have just been able to close us down for some reason. And I think yeah. it's just a... I remember that happening in the mid-2000s when we were coming up that we couldn't finish out games. And I've seems like it's repeating itself now. I'm hoping we're on the same sort of upward trajectory. Yeah. Hey, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, but I know, you know, flogging the Tigers next week will do their confidence a lot of good. Yeah, exactly.
3: Uh, and then, like, you make a prelim. No one expected that. And then from there on out, every... like. The semi-final is basically a grand final. Yeah, well, you win that. Well, the,
4: the pathway to the grand final for us is against three teams we comfortably beat during the season. Bulldogs, Oof. Tigers, Port Power. What's,
5: what's interesting is uh, if Saints do win and go through to a prelim, we have the exact same prelim final weekend as to the 2004 final series. All right.
3: Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: And it even goes further. Geelong lost to Port in the first final back then as well. Um, Saint Kilda in that version lost and then came back up against uh, the the Port Power and Tredray did that that bow I think that year was that that year it was the
4: know. year that uh, <coughs> Gary kicked his hundredth and the that's g- right we were on top early yeah uh, yeah and that's right yeah that broke our momentum when the crowd spilled onto the ground and then Guerra couldn't quite get his foot on the ball in the goal square which would have levelled scores with a minute to go or something. That's right, yeah. yeah. And then the, the Brisbane one was they
5: had to play in Melbourne.
4: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Sean bullshit. Hart got killed. So, I mean, there's... A disgrace, a disgrace. Yeah, and <laughs> still, like, what, how, even then, it just felt like, how is that, how have they justified this? Is this a fair dinkum competition or not? <laughs> I'm, st- I'm so annoyed. The AFL suck with that sort of stuff, so bad. Oh, yeah. Why are they absolutely. signing a 50-year deal or whatever for the MCG Grand final? Yeah, yes. that's insane. Terrible. Five
3: terrible years deal. would be sensible. Like, be like, all right, just to reassess.
4: Zero years. Yeah, it just it MCG. feels like grow- you're going to have to grow up eventually. AFL and it- the MCG is a locked-in grand final venue. Isn't part of a mature competition. I don't think. No.
2: I and- would also question Richmond being allowed to play St Kilda at Metricon. Rather, <clears throat> sorry, rather than at the Gabba, what? because isn't that the same situation as Geelong wanting yeah. to host a
4: game in? Or the Saints wanting to play at Marvel, they wouldn't yeah. allow that. Yeah,
5: no, I think I think what yeah, happens Richmond, here is so. it's 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 Richmond, but I think it's also like if you listen to Travis Olden, he was explaining it. They want they want to showcase the Gold Case Stadium because it's a you know let's show let's get people to go to the you know Metricon. I remember hearing a talk from him once before saying that the biggest competitor they had on that at that venue wasn't other sports or the Brisbane Lions. It was movie world and went wild. So <clears throat> I think, yeah, I think it's partially... Richmond want to play there because apparently it's 15 minutes from their hotel. Yeah, I think that's the but main think,
4: thing. It's a three-hour drive for the Saints from Noosa and it's a walk yeah. for the Tigers. And they're used Jesus. to playing finals walking distance from their home.
5: I'm still shocked they wouldn't pick the Gabba though. Considering if they make the if they make it final, yeah. to the grand final, they have to play at the Gabba, and they've got look they've got an eight no record at Metricon. Um, but Chris Scott always said, nah, Geelong are playing, they're going to play their home games at the Gabba because that's where the grand final is going right. to play this year." So
4: I, I fully, I don't, I don't think I, I think it's right that Richmond had the choice. I just think it's wrong that Geelong don't have the choice in uh, to play in Geelong, not at the MCG. And the Saints and and other such teams to be able to play at Marvel.
1: Oh, yeah, it's 100%, just a, it's a weird 100%. contradiction.
4: I mean, it, they yeah. did try and push us to Adelaide uh, for this week, and we said, <coughs> "Oh, don't we get the choice as the <laughs> higher ranked team?" And they bent over on that one. Yeah. so it makes sense that they would on the rest. They would I would have said a weird went, We won't play. So. <laughs> yeah, it's um yeah, it's just a it's a funny thing where I don't. I find it annoying when Geelong get pushed to the MCG. But if Chris Scott Mm. is saying that's what they want anyway, then fair enough, I guess.
5: Well, I think when we have the choice of the home ground, (laughs) I think they want to play at Geelong. But I think for the for the for the for Queensland, they're based near the Gabba. They like playing at the Gabba. Chris Scott loves the Gabba. It's his favorite place. You know, he got very good memories at the Gabba.
4: Yeah, he made Revolt cry there.
3: Yeah, that's (laughs) what a dog. (laughs) So last game of. The, the last uh elimination final of this week uh was absolutely fucking off its head uh so it was the people's west Coast Eagles versus Tom's Collingwood um oh I was on the pause. oh no yeah, I was on the pies. This is a disaster
2: this is disgraceful
6: um
4: what's so, your problem with Matt, them Cardi's Mike yep it's <laughs> you broke their hearts twice two years in a row Cardi. I, I would have thought they're your bunnies what what's your problem with the pies? Oh, but I, I can still hate them. I hate everything I hate I everything they represent. Can, I just don't know why you would. Oh, Matt, come I would on. have thought seeing them would shit. make you feel good.
2: Oh, it does. I because I look down my nose at them and go, "Look at you, you fucking sacks. I hate them." I hate <laughs> yeah, them. Right.
4: I, yeah, I've got no problem with them. What? I don't Hell? know why that is. How? They beat you they, in the in grand final. You Matt. Grand finals, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> have some
5: backbone, man!
4: Come on. I, I really think my I refresh all the time, and Collingwood are now—they're a team who hasn't won a premiership for ten years. So I've, I'm oh, a, I've gotten over that, and
2: look, that's very mature. That's a very mature response. I'm I'm far too
4: petty. Eagles won one a couple of years ago. Cats the cats have won. They won three, so their their lag times even longer. Yeah, bottom <laughs> of the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hawks, I am I mean, I'm not hating seeing the Hawks in the bottom five or yeah. four or whatever they were in. I spe- Feels
3: good. One thing that's making the Hawks thing much easier uh, is the fact that their fuckhead coach just constantly comes out every week and says something fucked. And you're like, you know what? Maybe I'm pretty happy you're losing.
4: He loves, <laughs> he, I mean, it's fun to still be talking about Clarkson this deep into <laughs> him being in postseason, but he, yeah, he really did use every, every opportunity to, take the attention away from his side not being too good
3: (laughs) yeah he um him and fucking hardwick this year were crazy like the amount of times they blamed either other other teams or other coaches or the umpires was insane like to the point where surely they're getting pulled up about that especially hardwick mentioning the umpires at half time this week that's fucked
4: yeah, that does feel like you're trying to influence. But it, to me, it just sounds like a loser mentality too. Yeah. Mm. And I really it's hope difficult. he has that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Clarkson here- obviously did. I mean, <laughs> it's something, I, I feel like it's a bad habit to become a sook like that yeah. and blame other things. It's like the best coaches tend to be like, yeah, we that was unfortunate, but we had a chance to win at the other end, even though that decision cost us a goal. Yeah, and they don't focus on those things. It's like Ratten talking about the home ground. He's like, "Well, it's that's not really up to us. We'll we'll uh, we're happy to go wherever they send us." Yeah, and then you leave it to your your um, CEO or your president or whoever to to do the fight privately. Whinge, you know, <laughs> in a place where it might actually matter.
3: Yeah. Um. So, uh, here on How Good's Footy, we're a very we have a very strong bias against Collingwood. Uh, apart from this week's episode, apparently. Uh, what, why is why are you not a hater, Tom? Well, no, I am. No, see, Tom, I, allegedly Tom was a hater. In I fact, Tom am. may have led the war on Collingwood at points. But uh, after Geelong lost this weekend, uh, Tom fired off some very controversial messages in the How Goods Footy Group chat. Uh, so fresh off the Geelong loss, Tom hits us with, boys, I want something now. I want Collingwood to win. I want my team to be responsible for kicking them out of the finals. And How, then- is, that How you, is that
5: pro Collingwood? How is that pro Collingwood? You just said you want them to, I win. Want to you be put that out in the universe for top. crushing their hopes. <laughs> I don't want someone else to do it. I'm no, not no, getting someone else to do my dirty work, right? I'm a hands-on team. I want the satisfaction of knowing that it was mo- it was Tom Hawkins who mm. put them to bed. Well,
3: uh, then uh, I replied by being like, Tom, I know you're angry, but no, no, you don't want that. Giving you a chance to take it back. And you said I didn't. Yes I do. So, uh, I, if you, any Collingwood listeners out there, uh, you had Tom on your side this weekend and it really paid off.
5: Um, but again, he said awful I don't understand how that can be pro-Collingwood because I wanted them to win so that then they'd face us and lose.
4: How did so, you go against the Pies earlier in the year? Uh, yeah, pretty good, Matt. Uh, they lost <laughs> it. and kicked lose. like five.
5: Yeah, Degoy kicked five goals in a game right. he should have been playing. Mm. <laughs> That's every game. Oh, yes,
4: that was up in uh, in Queensland somewhere.
5: Uh, no, WA. Our first. So WA. we went over and
4: hubbed with them. And I see all of those um, sunny states as the same. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. One there, of the anyone
5: one where people can go outside. Yeah, because, yeah. Oh, it's not Victoria. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Um. Everyone
3: looks happy there. It must be Queensland or WA. Or are they having eyes- beers
5: in public?
4: It must be. <laughs>
5: must be not Victoria.
4: Do you hate you hate Bucks as well? He's really turned around on me. I used to. I didn't love him as a player, but in the last few years, he's really grown on me a lot. I'm. I'm a bit of a fan. Yeah. You hate the whole package. The issue I have
5: with Collingwood is that there's so there's there's a rule for there's a rule for some, and then there's a rule for the pies, and and I think it I think it extends to Richmond as well. But it's a thing of that. I actually saw a tweet during the Collingwood West Coast game that I think sums up what the point I'm trying to make way better than me. I can't remember who who tweeted it. But mm-hmm. I was just saying that the, the AFL and Collingwood have created this perfect problem around the whole Degoe situation in that they've said that the incident is so bad that they won't talk about it. However, it's not bad enough to stop him from playing. So all of they've kind of tried to have both worlds or both pieces of cake or whatever analogy you want. And I think that yep. just sums up Collingwood perfectly. There's oh, you know, Eddie at the start of the year saying that if you break COVID rules, you need to be sent home and never play again. And then his play doesn't. It it's like, oh, well, you know, when you get drunk and walk out the wrong door into the street in your underwear. Like, it's just... Yeah, that, that's, I think... And that's a, a legacy that they've had for
4: years. So that's why I think I don't like them, and that's why I want to beat them. Yeah, I think I, I'm i more on board with you with that stuff, off-field stuff, for sure. That's a, for some reason, as a team, I don't mind it, but yeah, that stuff is very frustrating. And then he... Because it, it made sense what he said. They should, you know, let just make it a real hard rule. If you break yeah. it, you're out. A- yeah. and, then, and then the most frustrating thing to me was um, when it came out and people were saying, what a hypocrite. He, he goes, oh, here we go. Taken out of context again. Let me excl- explain easily for you to follow. <laughs> I did say that they should be sent home. But then the AFL said no; they're going in a different way. So now I say yes. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I can't put it more simply than that. Um, You didn't explain it, um... Eddie. He like (laughs) I've read like after that, I I read what he said. I listened to him say it. I'm like that that didn't fully make sense. What you said, I didn't say it word for word there, but that was basically what it was. The tone was all right. I'll explain it again for you, idiots. (laughs) <laughs> but then he didn't explain it.
5: No, and then I'm pretty sure the next time someone did something wrong, he was back out swinging his bat.
4: What a yeah, what a ballsy game that is to play. So yeah, look, they they won, and it's not my fault, and I'm happy. Bring him on, let's you've, go. You've actually you've sucked the fun out of it for me. I was really barracking for him, and now yeah. I feel like I'm an idiot. I forgot about all that stuff. It's all right, Matt. Now you can just get on him to get smashed. Yeah, and get out of the it's, hard, it's hard. The cats, you know, they're at. I mean, yeah, the cats. They, I, sh- I forget that they're just a, they're an underdog country, <laughs> country team. I keep thinking of them as the you know the Geelong Grammar Toffs, but yeah, they all play for Melbourne, <laughs> right? Okay, that changes <laughs> so,
3: everything. Um, I am an Essendon supporter, so I hate that. Like, I hate Collingwood as a club. I hate all of their players. Um. I think that they have a vibe. The entire club has a vibe that if you're a shithead bloke, you will get drafted to Collingwood. Um, Eddie
4: McGuire is the worst thing that's happened to football.
3: Uh, yeah, I can't say enough bad things about
4: them. I was really slow on Eddie. I, For some reason, oh. I I'd always just sort of, I got sucked in by whatever. <laughs> he obviously has some sort of charisma or something to have the jobs he's had. And I got sucked in by it.
5: I think the best way to sum up Eddie McGuire is there's that great I wanna I don't I cannot remember the artist but there was that image that did the rounds back when he was whinging about the Adam good stuff and being a massive piece of shit mm. where they did that photo of him doing the Nicky Winmar pointing to his belly uh, and it's just like that is Eddie Maguire to a T it's yeah. always me and and that's that that leaks into Collingwood for me unfortunately even though there are players that I don't mind like Chris Main apparently great bloke Travis Varco big fan of him you know Brodie Grundy is a good... Well, you know, interesting because he didn't get a lot of game time on the weekend, but maybe he's gettable.
4: <laughs> yeah, he's so, only got five years to run on his contract, I think. <laughs> trade bait. Get yeah.
5: him in.
2: Stop deflecting, Tom. You're happy that Collingwood won. <laughs> That's a
5: disgrace <laughs> to everyone what, who what Carney, loves this show.
4: Carney was sitting there very patiently. I was wondering <laughs> I just what was see going him. on there. He looked angry just it, sick of well, it i'm sick of it tom it's also
3: a disaster for you tom i don't know why you wanted this result the pressure fu- on
2: you is now enormous
3: tom it is fucked Geelong, straight sets uh, is hanging over your head mate where collingwood have already done the like the media before they even won the fucking game was like so into the fact that collingwood were going to win and this massive upset and the dirty pies and the fact that no one tipped them even oh. their social media was like no one believed in us but we won Collingwood have now created their own underdog story, even though they were premiership favorites for like yeah. three quarters of the fucking year. The Tom, issue you're is, fucked. boys, you're fucked. Collingwood <laughs> are good Tom, when they're underdogs. Tom, they're exactly. no longer
4: the underdogs. Yeah, backs aren't against the wall anymore. What the
3: fuck are you talking about, Tom, though? Collingwood are. are good
5: when the pressure's on. I had a mate who told me yesterday they were going to win because the pressure was on them to win. Whereas this game, they're going to roll into this game. They've no. beaten Geelong recently.
2: No, incorrect. The pressure was not on them. No, literally, no one in the world thought they were going to beat West Coast. That's what
4: I mean. The pressure they, they'd was be all. Good on West when they have Coast underdog Tom. status, I thought they were a really good show. I didn't. I didn't tip them, but I thought they were a really good shot. They travel so well. Mm-hmm. And they and those games. You know how, how there's these weird uh, traditions in footy where certain lineups just always have yep. epic games. And Collingwood and the Eagles in the finals. Every time they play, it is an epic, and it's close, and you just don't know who's going to win.
3: Well, uh, just, look, I want to, if we're talking about individual efforts quickly with this game, Liam Ryan, fucking, he deserves all of the medals in the world. He is such an exciting player. He tried so hard. (laughs) Yeah, he he was being a real cunt about everything, and I liked that too, because it was
4: against Collingwood. Taking Kiki. that mark and showing them the ball. Oh. Have you seen the <laughs> meme that came out of that? No, I don't think I have. It's very good. It's just, it just, it's a screenshot of him showing uh, Maynard the ball. If I'm yeah. thinking of the right shot, where he, yeah, said, he is, put yeah. the ball, he go, and he says, "Here, take this. I don't need it next week." <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fuck.
4: <laughs> but yeah, um,
3: that's very good. Liam Ryan felt like he was within the first five minutes of this, I was like, fuck, he's going to rack up 50 touches today. He's going to kick six and touch the ball 50 times. He calms down a little bit, but yeah, fucking hell. Um, Mason Cox had the biggest three and a half minutes in AFL possible. Uh, Did not a lot else apart from that, but when you're kicking three goals in three and a half minutes, you can quote about it. How was his swagger?
4: Yeah. sort of the strut he got going. (laughs) He seems like a guy. It just seems... You know, when someone like that, they mm. either can pull it off or they can't. And yeah. he can't pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not a believable strut. I don't know what it is about it, but it's just like, nah. I think
5: he's too big.
3: Yeah, I think mate, he's too big to strut. Too lanky to yeah. strut. Yeah, he's
2: well,
5: a dinosaur. Yeah. He
3: kind of has the vibe of, like, maybe he was friends with, like, a lot of NBA players. So, he's tried to steal
4: their swagger where they can pull it off and he cannot. Right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he had every right to after kicking three goals in that quarter. <laughs> yeah, and he that was... I think it's that whatever that swagger mindset that he has is what me may- makes him go back and just split the center with a his tidy little drop punts when others yeah w- wouldn't. I think mean, yeah. there'd be a small percentage of AFL players who would have slotted all three of those goals in that situation.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. like especially. Look, Tom, I hate to bring this up, but, like, when you compare the- I just absolutely hate this. I'm so sorry that this has to come up again, Tom. Um, It it breaks my heart. But, yeah, when you look at Mason Cox- uh, When you look at Mason Cox and how, like, settled he was straight off the bat, slotted all three of those, but then you look at Tom Hawkins, who did that weird fucking play on when he had no time. Oh, yeah, shit and shot. Yeah, it was the worst snap I've ever seen
5: because that he snapped because he missed was like bad. four yeah, in a row from directly was, in front, was, so he went for a dumb shot. He was so
4: trying to. He was in his head and he knew it, and he tried to <laughs> yeah. get he tried out. He tried to yeah break through that. But he was unlucky in some ways because he was kicking them well. Those first two shots were near impossible <laughs> angles. Yeah, and he kicked them all right. He would have slaughtered those from in front, but they add up. Yeah, two misses in a row, three misses in a row. Oh <laughs> fucking hell! Yeah. And then the, the <laughs> then you monkey turns ups. into a gorilla. Yeah. Yeah. So he wants to slot his first one next week, I reckon.
3: Yeah. Well, speaking of next week, should we uh, put in our tips and do a bit of a match preview for the semi finals of the 2020 Let's go. season?
1: Premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more, and is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince dot com slash pack for free shipping and three hundred and sixty five day returns.
4: So what so, I should before we get into the Saints one, I said at the start of the year. If we're in finals contention in the last couple of rounds, I'll be happy. So Phew. if I remember that, I'm absolutely stoked to have uh, been the second week of the finals.
3: Yeah, that's huge. Uh, something that I can only dream of uh, because my team haven't done it in
4: 20 years. Um, one day.
3: We'll be back there one day.
4: Well, yeah. you know, you've you've got your 16 flags to keep you happy, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> keep us warm. <laughs>
3: uh, and yeah, when we fire Dodora, I'll be even happier. Um, he's
4: an interesting character. Yeah. Every year he's, he dominated Trade Week. Every year. <laughs> the Bombers have pulled They've off done- another coup every
3: year. Yeah. Well, he had so much heat on him. And then he, that was the year that he landed um, string, uh I don't know Shield? if it was the same year. Maybe it was two years in a row where he got like Stringer, Shield, Smith, Saad, like all the- Hang on, hang on. Did
5: uh, Did the Bombers finish in the eight this year?
3: No, nah, they didn't.
5: I feel like this is just now. Nah, this is just finals territory. Sorry, guys. This is just teams in the finals. Yeah, no, nah, I'm with that. Joel, come on, mate. Fair
3: enough. Uh, Matt, I'm glad you're happy. Tom, uh, I'll be tipping Collingwood this week. I won't because I believe nah, you in won't of Collingwood. No, you of have tipped Geelong, and it pains me. But in this- I win both ways.
2: <laughs> it Pains me too. I want to. I want to. Yeah,
4: you need to be punished, Tom. <laughs>
3: So, uh, Friday night,
4: Richmond take on St. Kilda. How- Sorry, Tom, how much involvement did you have in the result? <laughs> Apparently heaps. 100%. 100%, 100% both Mason
5: it. Cox and yep. <laughs> oh
4: How um, was that? Was it Check That left foot? The left foot oh, one. It just yeah, sort it of flew. Good. It was maybe like a half mongrel. <laughs> that's yep. not the right yep. term, but it was... Um, <laughs>
5: ah, that's pretty bang
4: on. Yeah, it was. it was like, did he mean it?
5: Yeah.
3: But it was, it was,
4: oh, it, was they, it just, the way it traveled was amazing. Yeah.
3: You would have missed this, Matt, because you had your TV on mute. But, um, Channel team gave him the Sony Bravia for best player on ground. Richard awarded it yeah, to right. him. And they asked him about the kick, and he was like, absolutely did not mean oh, it. Right. Um, <laughs> but he's like, with stuff like that, you're like, oh, I got a bit of a half chance. Uh, and it went through, and I couldn't believe it, and was just very happy. Love with that it. honesty. Yeah. Um, another yeah, example
4: of a good Collingwood person.
3: Um, I hope that Tasmania get a football team ASAP so that Majacek can go play for them, uh, where he will be loved and respected and hopefully be a good person.
2: It's a good goal from a big cunt. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um, One thing- Oh, yeah. Just quickly on post-game interviews. um, There was one with Zorko as well, where he was talking (laughs) about how- Uh, The commentators were like, oh, do you know Lockie Neal didn't have a touch in the first quarter? And he was like, yeah. Uh, Lockie came up to me. He's like, I haven't touched it yet. And Zorka was like, I don't care. Just keep playing your game. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say that. That's good. That's outstanding. (laughs) He was just like, he was laughing about it, but he was like, mate, I don't care. Just like keep playing, keep doing what you're doing. You'll get it. It's fine.
2: When was that? Was that just straight after the
3: game? Yeah, straight after
4: the game. Oh, I
2: was gone by then.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <In laughs> did space. you see? No,
2: I was. I had to go for a walk and just stomp it off.
4: Zorko <laughs> <laughs> also. Did you see the footage of him yelling out to Mitch Robertson? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, saw that. That was great. So and
2: the media, the media are like, oh. Brisbane, they're they're falling apart here. Tensions in the Brisbane camp, and it's just like, no, no. They thought he was running to high five the crowd, and they're like, whoa, whoa, COVID breach.
4: <laughs> I, I saw um, Zorko said in an interview after he said that uh, he'd just been told, you know, don't let the team leave the centre square. So yeah, but it did. It looked. I mean, it did look funny. Like, yeah, <laughs>
5: just I love how he gave up too. <laughs>
4: um they asked Mitch Robertson
3: about that and they were yeah. like oh what happened there and he was like yeah I went up to hug my fiance and then remembered what was going on so then I just awkwardly stood there and they're like yeah the footage looked weird he's like yeah it felt bad <laughs> <laughs> um yeah Brisbane fuck they're exciting a lot of personalities in that club and they're all good yeah uh so Friday night Richmond take on St Kilda I really 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 hope St Kilda win here uh, yeah me too me too Damian Hardwick having to give a losing press conference in the finals after <laughs> Richmond losing in straight sets. Oh. What dreams are made of?
5: Do you know what would be unreal? Is watching everyone talking up how exciting Richmond are and spend the whole time talking about, I don't know, Noel Bolter and how he's an absolute jet, and then Max King just kicks six on him. Oh, love it. it. I'm tipping St. Kilda.
6: to <laughs> me. I'm
3: trying not to dream.
6: <laughs>
2: I'll only get sorry, hurt
3: sorry mate <laughs> <laughs> but then you can think back to how happy you were like if we're in finals contention yeah. I'll be stoked and That's uh, it. look dare to dream keep keep the following weekend free Matt just in case well, alright mm.
5: get the clippers out mate get
3: them <laughs> yeah, ready so I'm
4: full shaving if we win it yeah well, I, I think that, that was, was the deal said. Yeah. I yeah. mean it's on tape somewhere I'm sure someone can uncover yeah. it if it goes that far <laughs> <laughs> was that any year ever again is that what the <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh man, I would I would love it so much, but it so much against us, but um who knows? They they're undefeated there, right? The Tigers. But I think we've we've won a couple there as well. Yep. And we yeah. beat we did beat them pretty comfortably, but does it are- Yeah. Earlier in the season, maybe they hadn't quite ramped up yet, or maybe that was just an accurate representation of where we were. <laughs> Ryder didn't play in that well, game either. It was back when he was sort of out of the team. All
5: right, that's juicy. I didn't know that. Um, um, and uh, they don't have uh, Soldo. They've only got the one ruckman. Oh, on oh, that's interesting. Because I assume Chol will go out for... Um, Lynch. Lynch. Yeah. yeah. Um,
4: so, but, yeah. You, you never saves. know. Up the safe. If something happens, like kick, King Kicking Six, I think we're a pretty good show. <laughs> <laughs> After this week,
3: you talking about how you're like, yeah, it wasn't just one individual performance that got us there. Uh, oh. It was a team effort. Ne- next week, you're like, King kick Six, it was absolutely an individual
4: effort, but it was just as good. I will take uh, anything <laughs> at all. Yeah. But um, fun to be involved. Yeah.
3: Saints for me Honour well. to be nominated. I just- <laughs> <laughs> and then- well yeah both of these semis are massive and obviously the team that in the the two teams that lose the qualifying finals is always pressure on them because of the straight sets but the teams that won the elimination finals are so dangerous so Saints and then in the following game Geelong take on Collingwood Collingwood were not expecting to be here
5: like I I think any think- the way on Geelong's side of the draw the semi-final opponent we we're going to get out of West Coast to Collingwood was always going to be a dangerous finals opponent yeah, because you got one team that's was
3: pretty much unlucky to miss out on top four, so it's basically yeah. like another qualifying final. Yeah, it's but the
5: grand finals stakes.
4: from two years ago, right? So it's yeah, correct, uh, correct.
5: I will say this though: we generally tend to bounce back in the <laughs> semi. It's the prelim where we fall apart again. Right.
4: Yeah, because you have mm-hmm. lost a yeah. few qualifying ones, haven't you? I think it's like
5: uh, we've only won one qualifier since two thousand and eleven. Oh right, mm-hmm. how many flags you won since? I think. Then? Oh no, that's not true. That well, I thought true, it was. Man. I thought you were three of seven or something <laughs> like that. I think we've okay. only won one qualifying final since they brought in the buy. Right. Yeah, I think I whatever think. it is it's bad.
6: Yeah.
3: Um yeah. this is massive. Like I want Geelong to win. Both for you Tom, obviously as my friend. Thank you. Um and because I hate Collingwood so much. Um It'd be
5: look, I
3: but I'm scared. I'm very scared for you.
5: Look, I'm nervous too, but I think as I said Tom Hawkins isn't going to have a game where he kicks Owen five two weeks in a row. Just just yeah. not going to happen to him. Um and I think Gary Ablett had a very quiet game and he, he wants a he wants a flag in his last year. This is his last mm. year. I think he's going to go ham and yeah. uh he'll have a big game. Um and look, Joel Sellers playing with a dislocated finger, so he'll have a great game as well, because he plays better when he's injured. <laughs> <laughs> the
4: pain helps. Yeah. Um Matt, who do you think is gonna win? I would be tipping the cats. Yeah. But I obviously think the pies are a a big danger. Should be a sick game. That's yeah. You would yeah. I mean, hopefully they're both great games. But I'm confident the cats and pies will be a a banger.
3: Look, finals this year. It's uh. There's usually like we've had it a couple of times this year where there's only been like one or two good finals throughout the whole run, and we just had four massive first round finals. So hopefully that it's a win for football if the games stay this good.
5: I think Um, as a Total score, the margins all up was thirty-five points, which is the like slowest c- accumulative margin in the first week of the finals in mm. like X amount of years. I think it's like, back it's to absurd. like the
4: sixties or something, something crazy. Yeah, you know, it's, like that.
5: it's a juicy, juicy, uh, juicy week. Um,
2: yeah. Hey Tom, did you want to know who I'm tipping in that game? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I know who you're tipping. See, I'm in that position that you were in last week, where for me to tip Collingwood it would benefit Brisbane because I think we're more likely to beat Collingwood than perhaps Geelong. But um, if I learned anything on this show, it's that when you're in a war on Collingwood, you don't give them an inch, mate. So I'm going to have to tip
5: Geelong. Good boy. Yeah. So, Sean, I'd like to make an analogy based on a film that I know you've watched recently. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So to get Collingwood to this point so we could beat them, they have to win. It's like, say I have a code-breaking machine that can intercept German messages. I don't respond to the first message I intercept because then they know I've hacked them. I wait for the juicy one. I let them win a couple of battles and yeah. then I get them in the final fight.
2: Didn't want is- pi- to pick a film that I liked, that I watched recently.
5: <laughs> well, I just know you've watched the Imitation Game the last <laughs> couple of weeks. <laughs> Go on, fam, no, like look, pick- Tom.
2: Like, West Coast, West Coast could have easily won and then job yeah. done. And then you wouldn't be shitting yourself this week. Oh, I still would be. Yeah, Probably
4: even more. Right? No,
5: nah, I still would be. Nah, nope. No, no, no. You. No, nah, it would have been even. No, nah, no, it wouldn't be.
2: What? <laughs> you can't tell me like losing to West Coast versus losing to Collingwood. Nah, no. But Tom, if you get knocked out of the finals by Collingwood, you're going to spew. Yeah,
3: you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all in. <laughs> uh, this is yeah, Tom. I don't know why you. I don't. I still don't understand how this Welcome is a to- good situation. You did this you. to yourself, mate. Welcome to yeah. Tom
5: Reid's uncut gems, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh.
3: Got for two did records. you
4: see that all the way to
5: the end this is how I win <laughs> no no it cut out with about two minutes to go what happens uh. he won <laughs> <laughs> so we'd usually do
3: emails here but this episode's gone long so uh, the emails that we've read in the middle of the show uh, thank you for those uh, if you want to email us again Tom where can you find us
5: well, look, we, we did get a lot of emails about our All-Australian team. We are thinking about it, so mm. we'll, we'll talk a bit more about that uh, later on. But this has been a big, juicy episode. So you can send us emails and pictures for the All-Australian team to howgoodsfooty at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter uh, at howgoodsfooty, or individually, I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm at Carney from 55.
3: I'm at Douche13. And Matt, where can we find you?
4: Uh, I'm on Twitter, MattStew underscore art. All my tweets are little pieces of art. And um or that or Matt Stewart without the underscore was already taken. Um this was a long (laughs) time ago. Uh and I do some podcasts, I do one called Do Go On, and that's about different things. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it's (laughs) it's like a comedy history podcast where um we do a report about a certain historical event or person or something each week. The one that uh is out this week was about the the Donner party, this hectic American exploration party that ends with cannibalism. So, <laughs> <Yes>. Jesus, <yeah. laughs> oh, oh well. Last week it was the O.J. Simpson trial. So there've been some pretty grim ones lately. But um, <laughs> Jeez, these are spicy. sometimes feel good too. It all depends. They're, bit, they're the listeners want me to do one about the '66 Grand Final, which I'll build up to one day.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Matt, back to back we did do an episode. And 2020
4: grand final. Oh, yeah. We've just <laughs> save it for this year. Yeah. <laughs>
3: well, uh, I just have one do go on related question, Matt. Uh, so, uh, famously, this year uh, you recorded directly after the Super Bowl. Can we expect a similar performance <laughs> if St. Kilda make the 2020 grand final this uh, year?
4: I'm likely to never be seen again if we make the grand final this year. If we make the grand final, oh, I'll, I'll, funny, the grand final uh, I mean, it's tricky depending on what the rules are, but I will have my passport on me, I reckon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, Matt, Tusha mentioned the infamous Super Bowl episode to me this week and I listened to it and um, you won't remember
4: this, but it's bloody wild. Yeah, apologies. (laughs) (laughs) It was about about quite a tamed subject about a famous chef from America. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't... Decided to spice
3: things up by uh, <laughs> watching the Super Bowl beforehand. It makes oh, sense. Oh, look,
4: I, hopefully it was explained at the time. That was the episode was scheduled to be recorded at a different time, and then it had to be done when I was already going to watch the Super Bowl at a at a cricket yeah. club bar. Oh, so, Jesus. We'll, um, yeah, and there was a yeah, pe- no, few you- people had some wins. The bar was opened a few times. Anyway, <laughs> that's yeah. It's probably I'll live to feel deep shame about that if anyone ever feels <laughs> me you know, I didn't say anything <laughs> real fucked or anything did I hopefully no, no you don't no, say anything no. fucked you just no. you are yeah. fucked yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
6: very mm.
3: <laughs> uh. well thank you so much for coming on Matt and uh good luck this weekend um, thank you very much. Tom also good luck this weekend if it was against anyone else just know that I'd be tipping them yep. yeah,
2: yeah you know I know I understand <laughs> I understand yeah. the way you're actually
3: No, nah, I
4: wouldn't Geelong's second on my ladder of the heart go yeah. cats uh- Hopefully you and you don't I deserve are me, Tom. roast potatoes next week, Tom. Uh, oh, can't wait, mate. Can't oof. wait. Bit of mushroom gravy on top. Oh,
6: mm.
3: Fingers crossed. I hope it pans out for both of you.
0: Planning for your next trip?